All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good evening, folks. It's news to us, episode five. And uh, just a reminder, you can find us on Spotify and on Stitcher. I know this because I found us on Spotify and Stitcher. Um, So you can download and listen to us on your way home, on your drives, on your walks, whatever, on those two apps. Still working on the Odyssey app, still working on Apple Podcasts. Hopefully we'll get some movement in both of those directions especially on the Odyssey app. I have been trying very hard to get us up on, on the Odyssey app. But uh, uh, given that that's our company, yes, you know, yeah, that would be a given. But trying, uh, trying, trying, trying to get moving on that should yep. be relatively soon, but we're, get, we're getting there. Yep. Uh, you can definitely download us on Stitcher and on Odyssey. And I even put links up on Twitter and Facebook. You mean, so. you mean uh, Stitcher and Spotify? Stitcher and Spotify, yes, sorry. <laughs> Stitcher and Spotify. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I do put up links, of course, on the, on the Facebook and Twitter pages as well. So, yeah. um, we'll get right into it. Uh, our, our top local story and, and, and really it's not the top local story, but it's the one that's going on right now. Um, it's election day in the Commonwealth. Um, not necessarily here in central Virginia, but it is election day, uh, um, in a couple of, uh, congressional districts, a couple of primaries, um, the I think there's a Democratic primary up in the 8th Congressional District, which is uh, real northern Virginia. Uh, but the two that we're really keeping an eye on is the Republican primaries in the 7th Congressional District, which is not in central Virginia anymore. <laughs> not anymore. And the 2nd um, Congressional District, which goes all the way from the eastern shore down over the Chesapeake uh, Bay Bridge Tunnel and then Hampton Roads and along the North Carolina border, border there. So, and the reason those two are prominent is because um, both are expected to be competitive in November. Right. And uh, I guess the second is mainly south and east of the main R- Richmond area. So, yes. Yeah. And that's uh, Elaine Luria's current seat. Right. And um, yeah. And, and the seventh is, of course, uh, Congresswoman yep. Abigail Spamberger's district. Now, she lives here in Enrico, but she is uh, going to run in the seventh um, district uh, again in November. And I believe she's actually moving to the seventh district as well. Um, but she, cur- I mean, she currently lives in Enrico and, um, and represents Enrico. Yeah, right. And it's, it, it's that district now skews a little North and it's mainly, f- you know, like the Fredericksburg area, Stafford, Spotsylvania. The largest segment of its population is in Prince William County. And um, Prince William, that, yeah, that's a big, that's a big district. Yes, big, big county, big district. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, yeah, that's where the summit is. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, we'll get, as soon as we get results, uh, we'll put them up on Facebook and on Twitter tonight to make sure that uh, y'all know who is the Republican candidates in those, in those two races. Um Speaking of politics, but well, maybe even a little bit about campaigning, uh, the governor signed uh, the budget today. It was actually a ceremonial signing. Technically, he can't sign the budget yet because the paperwork isn't all done yet. But I mean, you don't hold a ceremonial signing and then not actually sign the document. Um, But but what this means is that we're not going to go into a government shutdown on the first. Um, 
which would have been the case had the budget not been signed. This budget doesn't include the gas tax holiday, um, which the governor made a point of stressing multiple times. And uh, the reason I mentioned campaigning is because he's going to make it a campaign issue uh, come come November of 2023. And this is a smart move politically to do that. Oh, abs- abs- absolutely. I, I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see which argument can be made. And of course, we're talking about a year and a half out. We're not talking about November right. elections. This November, we're talking uh, 2023. We might be looking at a different environment when it comes to gas prices, uh, political environment. Who knows? Uh, you know, and, and you know, depending what kind of environment we are seeing in November of 2023, it will be interesting to see if what we're experiencing now will still be fresh in the mind of voters at that time. Because you know, if it's significantly, God forbid, if it's significantly more expensive than it is now, but if it's significantly cheaper, yeah. will people remember? I mean, I'm sure people won't forget. Uh, especially if they don't go any higher than they currently are, but if they're significantly more, then that'll still resonate with people. Like, well, these gas prices are high, and you know. Well, and also keep in mind, there's a whole other general assembly session that will occur before the yep. 2023 elections. Yep. And who knows what could happen during those? We've seen right. some crazy sessions. We've seen some normal sessions. You know, it, it'll be very interesting to see how that impacts 2023. It's not a bad strategy. To 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 play up the 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 uh, gas tax holiday vote, but it's a long time between now and mm-hmm. anyone votes for any senators. And of course, you've got redistricting too that that also plays a role. It just as it does with the congressional primaries today. You know, we've got all new districts for a lot of these people. And as you well know, the the political climate is usually people don't have that long of a memory. Yeah. Like, you know, if it goes on too long, the campaign, people might, you know, like I've said before, they may forget exactly what we experienced this time because their minds are constantly going. And even a month ago seems like a lifetime ago. Right. And and exactly. I mean, I mean, the old adage was campaigns for governor don't really start until after Labor Day of the year um, in which they're elected. So, you know, this I mean, really, if you had talked to a lot of people in August, you know, early August of last year, would you have thought that that Yunkin was going to be governor? No, probably up until mid-September, really. You thought that it was, right. it would, you know, the, the polls and everything was kind of leaning Terry McAuliffe's way. Right. Um, so a lot can change in a short period. Of time. Absolutely could. But, but again, it's a smart strategy. Um, you know, um, it is. Um, a number of political analysts have said so. It's it's a smart strategy to to, to, to try. Speaking of Governor Yunkin, one of his appointees is coming under fire um, for a, a series of tweets over a long period of time, but a series of tweets, basically trolling uh, political officials, just critical of other people. It's the language that's the issue. Um, I mean, in one tweet, this was just a couple of days ago, um, he suggested that President Joe Biden, and this is uh, Casey Flores, he's an appointee to the LGBTQ plus advisory board, suggested that the president was a groomer. Um, He referenced a crude sex act uh, and the vice president, um, which I'm not going to go into to here. um, You know, he's tweeted at the now transportation secretary telling them to expletive off. Um, And, you know, there's been other arguments with with language that is not great. Um, The appointee, the appointment takes takes effect on the first. Um, the tweets are still up there. He's keeping them public. Um, 
he did say that, you know, to the Richmond times dispatch that he's going to tone down the rhetoric. Um, but, but again, this is something that is getting some criticism and getting some wing. Again, and we've seen this, this guy is, I think in his early thirties, around 30 years old, and we've seen this with people his age and it's not necessarily in the arena of politics, but also athletes uh, who are around that same age where you look back at their social media history and you see that maybe they've had some tweets that are concerning and stuff like that. It just shows that the ripple effects of what social media has had now you know, we've had the you know Twitter for what ten years now. Right, right. Well, even longer, even longer, because yeah. I, I know because my time hop goes back thirteen <laughs> right. years. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it, the fact that I can't figure out how long we've had social media shows that we've had it a long time. And oh. so, you know, people's people's you know behavior changes over time. Your brain isn't quite developed if you're like 30 years old. But when Twitter started, you were like 18, yeah. you know. But 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 to be clear, I mean, these these tweets like the, the groomer comment is five days. Oh, ago. sure. Sure. Uh, that is not that is not a. Uh, a That's not a long ago tweet. Long ago. Yeah. And again, it is it is Twitter. It is a a advisory board. Um, yeah. it, it Whether or not that rises to the level of a, of a huge scandal. You know, that's for, 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 for people to decide, not me, but that's for, 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 for other people to decide. But again, this is, you know, something that is, is, is making news, is making the rounds. And I would think that, you know, if, if, you know, you're a, a regular person, you know, not in the spotlight um, and you're even applying for a job, sometimes they'll ask you for your, you know, Twitter, social media links so they could check out those sort of things. And it's, it, it's it's almost like a reference check. You know, what? how do you conduct yourself on social media? Right, right, exactly. And, and, and the question is, was there, I mean, was there vetting? Is there an issue with it? Yeah. You know, things along, things along that line. Yeah. Um, moving on to another topic, um, vaccines are going to start to be available in the Richmond and Rico Health District for kids, uh, the, the last group that hasn't been vaccinated, the five and under um, mm-hmm. group. And they're going to start, uh, I believe they're holding a clinic in Henrico in the West End or in the Western area of Henrico um, on uh, on Wednesday. So shots are starting to go. They want people to make appointments. Um, but obviously a lot of people, um, and then we're talking about the Richmond Henrico Health District here. A lot of people will get their vaccines from their doctors and, you know, another way. Um, and there's, you know, a lot of ways to get vaccines. You can go to local. Availability is not an issue. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, it's not like when, you know, vaccines first came out and you're waiting for the appointment to get vaccinated. But uh, this is tomorrow and not a week from tomorrow. No, this is, this is tomorrow. In fact, let you know, now that you say that, let me just call up the email since I happen to have (laughs) This is, this is, this is how informal this is. You know, we don't, we don't have all the answers sometimes, but we have availability to get the answers right away. I I had it right up in, in front of me. Let's see. No, this is uh this is the 22nd. So that would be tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep. So yes, I, I was pretty I was pretty sure I had that correct. Yeah. So, so um and uh, oh also and, and of course this is probably actually a fairly prominent story that we've just you know we we've forgotten about um the uh, four inmates who walked away from the uh, the um, jail camp down in Hopewell now three of them are back in custody two more surrendered um I want to say today or yesterday yeah it was just after midnight this morning yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember the exact time. That's why I didn't want to to to, to guess. 
Um, but now that just leaves one person remaining, uh, remaining uh, still, still free from, uh, from the jail camp and, and the marshals continue to look. Yeah. And there's still one um, Lamont Willis is the guy who's still on the loose and there's still a $2,000 reward for any information that could lead to the uh, capture. And as we uh, said before, now that they have three people, Maybe uh, these guys can say where Lamont is. Right, exactly. Or, or at least la- the last place, you know, last place of time. And, and this is by no means a compare, a direct comparison. But uh, if you remember with the New York jailbreak, when the two two murderers and these and the four people who walked away from the jail camp are not murderers. This is not comparing their crimes yeah, whatsoever. Very, but yeah. but remember when they when they both escaped, they went their separate ways yeah. um, and and sort of split up. Um, you know, I, they may only have but so much information as to where this fourth person may be, right. um, you know, depending on, on on how things went after they walked away from the camp. So. Right. And, you know, as, with that in mind, the, the the reward still stands for anyone who has information where this dude is. Right. But again, the marshals, marshals are still looking. Yep. So, so um, can you think of anything else that we've forgotten? So- um, I Trying to think from the rundown you gave right before we started recording, I think we covered everything. Yeah, I think we're, and again, we'll keep an eye on the election uh, results this evening. Um, again, uh, second and seventh is what you want to pay attention to, GOP primaries there. Um, and again, those are going to be the races that we're really going to want to watch uh, watch in the fall. And again, if you want to download the uh, podcast, you can uh, get it on Stitcher and Spotify. Still working on Odyssey, still working on Apple Podcasts. That is the goal. We're going to try and get them all. We'll get there if, eventually. Yes. If you can give reviews on Stitcher and Spotify, because I don't use those for podcasts, uh, <laughs> please do you uh, give reviews. It helps people find them. We do want people to use this to listen. It's just another way to get the news. You know, you don't get national news with this one. You get a lot of talk about local news. It's a different way to get get the news, um, maybe with a little more insight, some of the insight that we uh, we have from our years of covering uh, Richmond and Central Virginia and Virginia as a whole. Uh, but again, leave a review. We're glad that... Uh, we're glad that you're listening at all. So, um, but again, that's it. We will do another one of these tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening. We will again talk to you tomorrow. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 